Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Leak of Russian threat, part of a bid to kill U.S. surveillance reform, sources say. A surprise disclosure of a national security threat by the House Intelligence Chair was part of an effort to block legislation that aimed to limit cops and spies from buying Americans' private data. By Del Cameron. The latest botched effort at salvaging a controversial U.S. surveillance program collapsed this week thanks to a sabotage campaign by the United States House Intelligence Committee, or HPSCI, crushing any hope of unraveling the program's fate before Congress pivots to prevent a government shutdown in March. An agreement struck between rival House committees fell apart on Wednesday after one side of the dispute, represented by the HIPSCI, ghosted fellow colleagues at a crucial hearing, all the while working to poison the predetermined plan to usher a compromise bill to the floor. A civil war between the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees has crippled months of efforts to reauthorize Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA, an unpopular but crucial spy power, stunning the intelligence system and forcing security hawks to publicly argue in favor of surveillance tactics that even top spies acknowledge has been prone to abuse. Witnesses to the events this week that forced House Speaker Mike Johnson to shelve the latest Section 702 bill, the third of its kind to fail in as many months, say the leaders of HPSCI abandoned a deal agreed to in private after weeks of negotiation. Sources familiar with the negotiations ask not to be identified, none of them authorized to speak publicly. The impetus for killing the deal, Wired has learned, was an amendment that would end the government's ability to pay U.S. companies for information rather than serving them with a warrant. This includes location data collection from cell phones that are capable, in many cases, of tracking people's physical whereabouts almost constantly. The data is purportedly gathered for advertising purposes, but is collected by data brokers and frequently sold to U.S. spies and police agencies instead. Senior aides say the HPSCI chairman Mike Turner personally exploded the deal while refusing to appear for a hearing on Wednesday in which lawmakers were meant to decide the rules surrounding the vote. A congressional website shows that HPSCI staff had not filed one of the amendments meant to be discussed before the Rules Committee, suggesting that at no point in the day did they plan to attend the hearing. Two senior sources on the Hill working for members with direct knowledge of the events but who are not affiliated with either of the relevant committees say that while lawmakers waited on Turner to appear, 
He was meeting privately with Johnson and threatening to kill the bill he'd already signed off on. At the same time, Turner and other HPSCI members were engaged in a floundering but possibly effective scheme to whip votes against any potential privacy enhancements, floating vague claims about an urgent threat against the U.S., Turner's warning was later reported to concern Russia developing the capability to deploy nuclear weapons in space. Internal emails obtained by Wired show that HPSCI's ranking Democrat, Jim Himes, was likewise a part of that effort, his signature attached to a letter urging Democrats to schedule time to review certain intelligence in the HPSCI-operated SCIF, a room designed to securely host classified information. The letter implies an urgent threat involving foreign military capabilities that requires wide dissemination, all but ensuring it leaked to the press. In news reports about that intelligence the following day, anonymous officials ensured it was stressed to reporters that Section 702 was essential to identifying the threat. More recent statements by the White House and Senate intelligence staff relaying the risks the disclosure poses to classified sources and methods have generated skepticism around 702's role. Four senior aides tell Wired that despite speculation in the New York Times that a foreign aid package related to Ukraine had been the impetus behind the effort to center the threat, Turner and Himes were motivated to instill paranoia in members that would eventually raise doubts as to whether popular private reforms were simply too great a risk, namely those requiring the government to obtain warrants before accessing the private calls, texts, and emails of U.S. persons, as well as commercially available data that can be used to monitor their whereabouts both historically and in real time. This campaign, mirrored with less success by the FBI, appeared to backfire in a matter of hours, with Senate intelligence staff refusing to support Turner's claims, issuing a statement instead that implied his disclosure had put classified sources at risk. The White House similarly dismissed the urgency communicated by Turner, warning that information related to the threat might put intelligence sources at risk. Some aides critical of the tactics say nevertheless they believe it may have been effective, shaking some members' willingness to openly support reform. These tricks aren't new, said one side. They're recycled, but increasingly transparent. Every spymaster in history has exploited the mixed feeling of awe, gratitude, and fear that power holders respond to in dealing with intelligence. Civil Liberties attorney Frank Donner said once, it was 1971, Himes, whose signature appeared on the initial Dear Colleague email announcing the classified matter should be known by all, appeared by Wednesday afternoon to seek distance from the controversy, issuing a statement acknowledging the intel was not a cause for panic, and saying the protection of sources is a legal and sacred duty. After Johnson reluctantly killed the plans to move forward with a vote, and with it any hope of resolving the battle over Section 702, intelligence officials began the task of redirecting the blame. The complexities of the issue, the general lack of knowledge among the public and press, aided significantly in that goal. A Fox News report published Thursday morning, while accurately noting that it was Turner's threat that forced Johnson to cancel the vote, goes on to cite sources close to the Intelligence Committee who offer analysis of the events. The sources claimed that Turner was compelled to abandon the deal because the compromise bill had been sneakily altered in a manner that totally screws FISA in terms of its ability to be a national security tool. While redirecting blame away from Turner and his cohorts, the claim is both false and deceptive, relying on assertions that, while farcical perhaps to legal experts, would be impossible for the public at large and most of the press to parse alone. 
The text that Fox News' intelligence sources are referring to, which can be read on the final page of the bill online, does nothing in reality. It does not require nor does it prevent anyone in the government from taking any action whatsoever, nor does it have any impact on FISA, the statute from which Section 702 derives its power. The controversial text states that the nation's top intelligence official may submit information to Congress regarding how law enforcement agencies and the intelligence community purchase commercially available data about United States persons. Essentially, it grants the intelligence community permission to do something that it does not actually need permission to do. The language was included not to totally screw FISA, but to ensure that the phrase commercially available data appears at least once in the text, for reasons that are as benign as they are elusive. One of the most popular amendments suggested to the Section 702 bill, discussed openly by lawmakers for months, is one that would prevent the government from purchasing data that normally requires a warrant. To counter arguments that these purchases are unrelated, which is to say, not germane to the 702 program, the language in the final section accomplishing nothing else was added. A placeholder, effectively. A senior source close to the Judiciary Committee said it would have been impossible for Turner not to know the amendment was coming, and the surprise expressed by his staff in the Fox News piece and elsewhere appeared to be to those in the know as pure theater. Four aides, recordings of several public hearings, and a slew of reporting confirmed Turner had been aware for weeks, if not months, that restrictions on commercially available data would be one of the key amendments offered up by judiciary members. The aides added that he'd also privately agreed to allow judiciary members to offer their amendments. Prior to the bill being pulled, Representatives Warren Davison and Zoe Lofgren had issued a relevant joint statement publicly. It makes little sense to rein in warrantless surveillance under one authority when government can simply fall back on other available techniques to acquire similar information, they said. Only after forcing Johnson to cancel the vote did the germaneness of the measure become a justification for tanking the entire process. No one actually thinks the Intelligence Committee cares about this, says an aide working for a judiciary member. It's the amendment they're freaking out about. They don't want the intelligence community to have to ask judges before they do anything. For all the downplaying the agencies have done, telling us repeatedly they aren't purchasing our data that often, Turner just blew weeks of negotiation to defend this one thing, said the same aide. To me, that says something about how much the government actually cares about this. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more – and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.